Success in our schools and for our students is a direct result of the energy and commitment of Anoka Hennepin's dedicated employees. This is Superintendent David Law. Each year, our school district coordinates an awards program called Above and Beyond. Employees are nominated and recognized for exceeding expectations. This year's Above and Beyond recipients include a list of 14 exemplar employees. They are rock stars who make a difference for their students. Unfortunately, safety guidelines related to COVID-19 forced us to pursue an alternate recognition for these employees. We hope you enjoy this podcast series and learning how Anoka Hennepin's employees go above and beyond. This is Jim Skelly, Director of Communications and Public Relations for Anoka Hennepin. I'm here with Pat Sorderberg. We're proud to name an Above and Beyond Award recipient for this year. Pat serves as Child Nutrition Program Supervisor at Anoka Middle School for the Arts at the Washington campus. And Pat, first of all, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's exciting. Um, you know, one of the things we like to do on our podcast series here is start out learning a little bit about our Above and Beyond recipients. So if you could tell us a little bit about your hometown and your education background and just how you got started with uh, Anoka Hennepin. Well, I was raised in Ham Lake, so I did go to the Anoka Hennepin School District. I graduated from Anoka High School, and after high school, I took a course at the Anoka Tech Center. The course was on child development. I thought that I was going to be working in a daycare center. But as it turned out, getting married and having children of our own, I decided to stay home and raise our kids. But then when our youngest child entered kindergarten, I decided to go back to work. I wanted to be home when the kids were home, so it was just easier to go work for the school district. And so that's what you've been doing? Yes, yep, for 29 plus years. I started subbing with the child nutrition department, and then I was hired as a three-hour person and worked my way up to becoming a supervisor. So what are some of the schools you've worked at? through your career? I started out at Northdale Middle School. Then I transferred to Andover High School. Then I was a supervisor at Sandberg Middle School. And when that school closed, I was transferred to the Washington School. And as you know, that that was an elementary school at that time, but it was closed as an elementary school and became part of the Anoka Middle School for the Arts uh, Middle School. So all those years working in the different schools, Pat, um, I mean, it might be hard to kind of put your hands on a, a favorite time. And by the way, before you go on, I just want to mention, we're doing this podcast. You're currently in the kitchen area. You're hard at work um, on the scene. So some of our listeners may hear some of the hustle and bustle of what happens in a school kitchen as, as we go along here. So just hang in with us. But if uh, if you could just talk about your favorite moment or some things that come to mind as far as uh, the type of work you've done in the schools. Well, I know my kids have always made, my own children have made comments that when we're out and about shopping, kids that I've served lunches to will come up and say hi to us and you were our favorite lunch lady and when we walk away my kids would say mom was that another one of your fans and I'll say yeah it was one of my favorites I have many favorites but the one the one moment that really stands out in my mind when I was at Andover High School the very first 
graduating class from there. The young lady that was giving the commencement speech, she asked if she could mention my name. And I said, no, if you're going to mention anyone, you're going to mention everyone in the kitchen. Because as you know, we have to work as a team. But I said, if you mention everybody, then that's fine. She said she would. So we get to the commencement and she's talking about different teachers that have meant a lot to her. And then she said just my name and the whole auditorium was in an uproar. They stood up. I got a standing ovation. It, it was it was wonderful. But I really wish she would have mentioned the whole team. So. Well, we know it's, it is a team effort. That's, that's for sure. Um, you know, you have a unique perspective from the from the kitchen working in student nutrition to see students uh, maybe through a different lens than others in the district. Uh, from your perspective, what do you think students really need most from their schools? They need to know that the staff, whether it's teaching, custodial from the kitchen, they need to know that they're a caring group of people. Uh, and that they should be able to go to anyone in the building if they need to talk about anything, if they just want to visit. It should be a home away from home atmosphere. It's kind of a family feel then, it be is. able to, to reach yeah. out to the caring mm -hmm. adult in the building. Correct. Is, you know, your, uh, in your application materials, we talked about your model that you, you have, which I thought was, I thought people would want to hear that, which was cater to the customer without giving the business away. Can you explain how you came up with the motto or how that kind of plays out with your work? My background is in waitressing, and I just always catered to my customer in the restaurant, and I just carried that same model over into the school work and you know there anybody that comes into our our cafeteria they're our guest and you should treat them right and you should cater to them whether it be if if you know that somebody likes our french toast sticks for breakfast i'll make them french toast sticks every day if they want so you want the satisfied customer. That's yeah. right. Get them ready for school. I don't know if my director is going to enjoy hearing that, but I cater to my customers without giving the business away. And we do that in our kitchen. It's great mm -hmm. supporting the supporting the needs of the students, making the yeah. connections. Yeah. You know, one of the things that people that don't work in a school cafeteria always wonder if the people that work there, if they have a favorite dish, there's something they like personally like to eat. And then if, do you have any sense of what what is it your students really, they have to have it? It's their go-to dish as oh, far as okay. what you serve up. Well, when I was going to school, our, my favorite lunch was hamburger gravy over mashed potatoes, the homemade dinner roll with the buttered top. What else was there? Buttered green beans, applesauce, and milk. That was the best lunch. But for today's kids, I have to say it's the walking taco. Oh, that's uh, a taco in a bag type yes. of thing? Yes. And the students you're serving mainly right now, they're 11, 12 years old approximately? Yeah. Is that about right? right? Yeah. Is there anything different with that group? I mean, you, like as far as in your line of work, you know, some of your colleagues might have the full kindergarten through fifth grade student. Or you might have, a, you know, the high school student, but you have like one grade yeah. that you're serving. Yeah. And then, yeah. Is it any different? Do you think as far as uh, meeting their needs? 
not in meeting their needs. Um, I make a point of, of learning our students, learning about our students. I, I try and learn as many names as I can. I might not know their last name right off the top of my head, but I call many of them by their first name. And I think they enjoy that. People like being called by their name. Yeah, so they, they know you, you know who they are. Correct. And what Correct. their likes are. Yeah. yeah. If you could pass along any wisdom to these youngsters, these uh, middle schoolers, as they move on through their middle school into the high school, uh, what would be the kinds of things you'd offer them as advice? Oh, boy. I, I would say that just make the best of your school years. Make as many friends as you can. Get to know the staff. They're not just they're not just teachers, they can be your friends too. Get to know everyone that's in the school. So the staff is really support. Don't don't be intimidated. Just re Correct. feel free to reach out. Yes. Mhm. Mm Hi, my name is Tessa Geist with the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation. As the district's nonprofit partner, we're delighted to recognize you as our Above and Beyond Award recipients. You were selected from nearly 8,000 employees for what you do every day for our students and families. As a colleague and a parent, you make me proud. Thank you for what you do every day, and keep up the great work. Well, welcome back. We do appreciate the support of the Anoka Hennepin Educational Foundation. You know, our students benefit from a highly productive and qualified staff. Those who go above and beyond here in Anoka Hennepin, and we're here with Pat Sorderberg, who serves as a child nutrition program supervisor at Anoka Middle School for the Arts at the Washington campus. She's one of 14 recipients of the Above and Beyond Awards this year. And Pat, you know, in your submission materials, um, you made a comment or it was it was mentioned that Students eat first with their eyes. They have to like what they eat. Um, it seems to make common sense, but maybe could you talk about that a little? It sounds like in your efforts and how you present the food to the students and you really care if they, they like it and that what they see is appealing to them, et cetera. So um, it just seemed like a pretty deep statement. I just wanted to maybe start our second half off with you giving a few comments on, on that philosophy. Well, whenever you are looking at food, it's true that you eat with your eyes first. And if it doesn't look appealing, you're probably not going to try it. And the second thing is, if it doesn't smell appetizing, you're probably not going to try it. I know a lot of kids will not try our roasted cauliflower just because of the smell. But it's an acquired taste, I guess. But you do eat with your eyes and your nose first. You, and you mentioned earlier about how you look at your students as customers. So, I mean, there's there are people like you want to satisfy the customer. Exactly, yes. I just, I just pretend that uh, the cafeteria is one huge restaurant. Yeah, it's a pretty big restaurant, too. It is a big restaurant, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, Pat, when you, you come to work every day uh, in, on your way home, you say, that's a good day. That was a good day. What goes to mind? Like, what is a good day at work or a good day at school for you? A good day for us is is when, of course, we have all of the food that is supposed to be on the menu. There were no shortages in the ordering process. Also, that everything goes according to schedule. We've prepared the food as it's needed, when it's needed, and everyone is there. 
There are times that if a person is out sick, we might not get a sub. And then we're all just having to double up on what we do. And we still get the work done, but we're tired at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of work. There's no, no question about it. You know, you've had the ability to work in a number of different uh, school buildings, so you've interacted with teachers too, I'm sure, uh, through the years and seen them. Is there any teacher that you've bumped into or met that you said, boy, that's somebody I'd really like to take a class from. I wonder what it's like. Is there someone that might stick out in your mind as a teacher that you might want to take a class from? I would like to be in one of the science classes at Washington. Um, Mr. Belke comes to mind. He did get the uh, WCCO Teacher of the award, th award this year. He just makes the, I've heard he makes the class really fun for the kids. And just in seeing some of the projects that the science department does with the kids, it just looks like fun. You know, you're, you're around uh, sixth graders, pretty much. Um, can you take us back to when you were about that age? Is there something that you thought, boy, um, you know, what was going through your head as far as possible careers at that point? I always wanted to be a nurse. Just kind of helping people then. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you found a way to do that through a, through the child nutrition profession then. Still helping people. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of questions I wanted to ask that are maybe, I don't know if you call it fun, but I'm looking forward to asking them um, because you've dedicated your career to food and, um, if there was any kind of restaurant that you'd like to be at, if you had an all-expenses-paid restaurant or some kind of dish at a famous restaurant or anything, does any anything come to mind like a, a dream meal, a restaurant you'd like to go to, or a dish you'd like to have? I I really don't have any favorite restaurants. My my thing is if anyone if anyone will cook for me, that's my favorite meal. So. As long as I'm not doing the cooking and the cleaning up, that's good. But I am kind of partial to scallops. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds good. Yeah. I was thinking maybe I'd bring you over some hamburger gravy with the warm roll. Oh, that, 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 yeah, that, sounds good. That, sound, that sounded pretty good. <laughs> How about if you could sit down with any four people? Um, is there anyone you'd like to share a meal with? Is there a person out there that you could like to spend some time with, just kind of have a nice conversation over, over a nice meal? Well, I answered this in a personal way, but I would like to sit down with my grandfathers. My maternal grandfather passed away when I was two, and I really don't remember him. I never got to meet my paternal grandfather, and I would like to meet my husband's grandparents, the ones that had the farm. I would li like to sit down with all four of them just to meet them and visit. And when you talked about having the farm, that was actually here in, Coon I believe, Rapids. in Coon Rapids. So some mm -hmm. historical perspective of Correct. maybe what the community was like back then and their role in it. So mm -hmm. it sounds, sounds interesting. Um, one of the things about the work that you do, Pat, that sticks out is um, – and you talked about how the food has to look good on the plate, has to taste well. But it seems like you're always paying attention to the students, like away from the lunchroom as well. And one of the stories was told about um, how you paid attention to a student who, was, who had, di had diabetes and maybe had some issues that needed to be addressed. So could you talk a little bit about how you try to keep vigilant and 
um, looking at looking out for the needs of students, even when they're away from the cafeteria. At the beginning of the year, I always go through the health concerns for the students, and I find any of the students that have any particular health concern, like, say, diabetes. I also pay attention to the students that have allergies to any of the foods that we are serving. But the diabetic kids, I, I have a soft spot for them. I'm diabetic myself, so I understand what they're going to going through. And a lot of kids seem to be diagnosed right around this age. And it's a hard concept to grasp. And so I've just learned that if there are any behavior issues or referring back to the questions that I answered earlier, we had a student who was having a hard time in the afternoon. He was always so tired. But what what happened was he was having too many carbs at lunch. And it wasn't until I went to go talk to the nurse and they were questioning what was going on. And I said, well, He's telling me that he's getting enough insulin and he's eating all these carbs. And they said, no, that's not what's happening. He's not having enough insulin to cover that. And so you just need that line of communication open between the health people and with the kitchen people to see what's going on. Well, it sounds like... um... The line of communication is important, but the level of awareness, kind of being yeah. to know what to look out for is Correct. Correct. Uh, experience through the years and also just mm-hmm. having that um, general curiosity of how your students are behaving yeah. is important. I I don't know how you feel, but in general, school nutrition does play an important support role for success in the classroom. When you'd, you'd have to agree with that statement, wouldn't you, Pat? Oh, very much so. You know, they say breakfast is the most important meal, and it's true. Um, your your body is a little engine, if it, and if it hasn't had any source of energy throughout the night, you're going to be very sluggish during the morning hours until you have something to eat. Even if you have would have a glass of juice, that's something, but I'll have kids come down like mid-morning before lunch even starts and they'll have a stomach ache or they're tired, not feeling good. And I'll say, well, what did you have for breakfast? Nothing. And so I try and get them to have a breakfast then. Well, yeah, it is a, it's a vital connection. And um, I, I think the school district certainly appreciates the work that you do in that area. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's making a difference. Um, you know, there's above and beyond award winners are, there's not too many people that have won this award, and you're one of them. So congratulations on you, the so above and beyond, Pat. And we want to just thank you for taking time out of your day. I know you're busy. You're still at work in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so you were able to squeeze in this podcast in between it. We really do appreciate it. So congratulations, and thanks again, Pat. Thank you so much. Above and Beyond Recognition is indeed a special honor. Nearly 200 employees were nominated this year, and a selection committee carefully reviewed applications to arrive at the awardees selected. Who can nominate an employee? Parents, students, employees, volunteers, or community members, anyone can nominate school employees whose performance they consider to be extraordinary. Special thanks goes to the Noka Hennepin Education Foundation for sponsoring the Above and Beyond Awards. 
Learn more about their work at ahef.us. For more information about Above and Beyond winners, listen in for additional podcasts in this series or visit ahschools.us forward slash above and beyond.